The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at CARM.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. It's me, Matt Slick. I hope you're going to have a good time listening. All right. Boy, we're just working on stuff, doing a lot of stuff, hanging in there. Just doing stuff. So, hey, if you want to give me a call, you want to participate, you want to join in, all you got to do is dial 877-207-2276. We have nobody waiting right now, so give me a call. All right. Now, last night, uh, last night I was on um, Clubhouse for about three hours answering questions and dealing with issues on oneness theology and um it was interesting because uh i noticed that they would <laughs> oh man it actually got me frustrated a few times they would uh give me these questions i have a question for you okay what's your question three four minutes later after talking about all these verses they'd say so what do you think of that and i'm like well what's your question and uh this went on and on and on and uh oh man um I'd let them talk for all this time. And then when it was my turn to talk, they would interrupt me. I'm like, come on, man, come on. So, uh, you know, one, this is uh, not Christian. We got talking uh, with that or about that with some people and some other stuff uh, with some people as well. And uh, tonight at, uh, let's see, 9 p.m. Eastern time, I'll be on Clubhouse again. We have a weekly thing that we do and uh, where I just kind of just sit there and answer questions. People uh, fire theological questions, whatever it is it might be. They'll ask all kinds of stuff. And uh, most of the oneness clubhouses are biblically... Oh, you got that right, Bill. Uh, See, Bill's in there. In fact, Bill, why don't you call up and tell me what your comments are about it, because I know that you're in there sometimes. I'm curious to know what you think, uh, if you could talk to me about what you hear and your opinion of that. If you want to give me a call, you can. Also, ladies and germs, if you are interested in uh, emailing me, let's say you don't want to... um, uh, you don't want to uh, call up the show, but uh, you want to email. You can do that. All you have to do is just uh, email me at info at karm.org, info at karm.org, and I can get to those questions because it goes into the inbox. And uh, wow. <laughs> so I'm just looking at uh, where the comments are coming in. I love this stuff. I, I don't know what it is, but I enjoy I enjoy the uh, the whole thing of being insulted, and so uh, <laughs> if you like being insulted too, then uh, then you can uh, you can join me. So uh, let me just read what uh, what that person. Let's see, do this one thing here. What that person was saying, and uh, it says, uh, I read Carm's article in the New Age, uh, and really felt like saying, Matt, you idiot. <laughs> He says, "You mean new thought? Well, new thought, and new age are kind of are similar things, and uh, they co- they overlap a great deal. And this new age section's been on Karm for uh, twenty five years, probably, or even longer. So that's why we call it that. So, uh, wow. <coughs> see, that's a good email. Um, that's a good email. You see, it was short, it was succinct, it was right there to the point. Uh, you know." 
look at this. This is great. Uh, I've read Carm's article about the New Age and really felt like saying, Matt, you idiot. You mean New Thought. My apologies. And then he <laughs> signs off. There you go. That's how you do it. Oh, that's a good that's a good example of an insult. I approve of that. I approve of that kind of style and that stuff. That's pretty good. Hey, let's get on the phone. Let's see with uh, Bill from uh, the People's Republic of California. Hey, Bill, welcome. You're on the air. <laughs> yes, that's right. Well, yeah, I did listen to you on Clubhouse last night. Mm-hmm. Every time you asked those oneness of question, they kept on going off to another scriptures. Yeah, yeah, that was true. Yeah, I like it. You know, I go in these rooms, I see you in there, and uh, I'm, I'm glad because I know you've got my back. I know that you, you know, you're going to say stuff that's going to be good, and uh, you know, because it's usually it's a dog pile. You know, Matt Slick's an idiot. Matt Slick's a heretic. Matt Slick. I got this one last night. Matt's demon possessed. I'm like, wow. And uh, so, you know, so uh, you know, I gotta, it's like you know, it's like throwing rocks uphill. You hope they don't they don't roll downhill and get you. But I'm fighting against those heretics and stuff. But yeah. So yeah, what else? You know, what else do you think? They are just as rude as the um, Eastern Orthodox. Oh yeah, they are very rude. Oh yeah. Well, what do you think last night about? Uh, you know, let me ask you a question, and it'd be a five minute dis- uh, dissertation before they ask me the question. You'd see, you know, that happened a lot last night. It happened with, was that Gordon Swords or whatever his name was? Couldn't answer the question? No, yeah, I, I pinned them. I pinned every one of them. And uh, I liked it when the 19-year-old, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not knocking him because he's 19. He was actually intelligent. But he says, I'm going to ask you something you cannot answer. It's not possible. So I answered it, you know, and... Uh, <laughs> And then he just kept interrupting me. And uh, so you didn't answer. I go, yes, I did. It's all oh, bad. You know, something's wrong with me because I enjoy that so much. It's just something not right. Now, you you yeah. did a great job last night. Cool, thanks, man. Thanks. I, you know, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it. But I just got to get this working so that I can um, start doing dedicated videos on dedicated topics. That's what I want to start doing. Uh, dedicated videos, yeah. dedicated topics, where it can really get this stuff going right. So that's what I'm hoping for. But I've been working All on a right, video yeah. here Thank in this you. room, and man. But anyway, go ahead. Sorry. No, thanks for taking my call. Well, hey, man, thanks for calling. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. All right, we'll big see guy. you tonight on Clubhouse. <laughs> okay, Lord willing. All right. All right. Yeah, that was Bill. His last name is Chibris, and it took us, what, six months to figure out what Chibris his last name means, and we finally figured out it was a spice used by Chewbacca. That's what it came down with. It was a spice used by che- Chewbacca. All right, let's see. Uh, I'm reading some of the emails. Uh, okay. Ooh. Okay, I'm going to check that out later. Okay. So, Noel, uh, I guess she doesn't like L's. What does it truly mean that God is good? Ooh, how can we learn lean into God's goodness when we walk through trials? What does it mean that God's good? The only way to know what that means is to look at God. He says he's good, and then we learn what goodness is by looking at him. Because if we were to say, well, how would we know God's good? We've got to have a standard and apply it to God. That's not how you want to work. You don't want to say that there's a standard outside of God, and then therefore... Um, uh, we apply God to it, so that wouldn't work. So what does it mean that God is good? It means that he is what he is. Now, that may sound 
unsatisfactory. But we wouldn't know what goodness is without God telling us what goodness is and revealing it to us. He's the standard of goodness. So goodness is that which conforms to the character of God. Okay? Really simple. How can we lean into God's goodness? By trusting him beyond what we can understand. And that's a hard thing to do, but I am very serious. Trust him beyond what we can understand. Um, because he's God, and because he knows all things, and because he works all, all things after the counsel of his will, and then we're in a situation that we're not familiar with, then what we need to do is just trust him. And uh, here's an example of this, uh, and it's a true story here. My wife and I were, this is back when Carm was, uh, I don't know, two years old, and it wasn't enough to support us, and not that that's what we were looking for. We weren't looking for that. I just started it, this website because I got tired of typing out the same questions and answering this new thing called the Internet and going to discussion rooms and chat forums and things like that, the early forms of it. So I just started this website and... Um, you know, whatever, and it didn't. Uh, I didn't wasn't able to go uh, full time until another like twelve or fourteen years, but nevertheless. So uh, we were we're sitting there one day, and uh, we didn't have enough money for rent. We're short uh, nine hundred and fifty dollars for rent, and it was due like uh, Monday, and it was Saturday, and we didn't have. We were short nine hundred fifty dollars, and we weren't out there spending a lot of money on on uh, dinners and you know exorbitant this is and that's and going to the movies we weren't doing that we had uh, a couple of kids at the time and we're just barely surviving and we would decide how we would spend just you know ten dollars and someone gave me a, a their used car and I that's what I used to get back and forth uh, to work and you know no complaints it was uh, it was uh, let's just say old and it was a stick shift and it worked and this is how your situation I'm not complaining and God provided all right my wife said, she said, oh, how are we going to make rent? I said, I don't know. We've been faithful to God. Well, all we can do is just trust him. Trust him beyond what we, we know. We're just going to trust him because of who he is. My wife went to the mail mailbox and uh, started opening the mail and found a check for, I think the first one was, I forgot which, but it was I think it was $500. Someone had decided to send me a check because of the small CARM website and he sent it and it was $500 and that meant then we only needed 450 more and we could probably work out a deal with the apartment complex to uh, pay it off you know for the next few weeks and uh, so we were rejoicing for that you know God was providing and then she opened up the next letter and it was for $450 it was exactly the total of what we needed and two people had decided to give us money it was hap it happened to be exactly the amount of rent we needed so there comes a time when you have to choose to decide to trust him because of who he is. If you believe he is who he is, there comes times when you just need to say, I trust you. I trust you beyond my ability to understand how it's going to work out. Now the thing is, he may not deliver you the way he delivered us that time. We've, we've prayed other times. like Lord, heal our son from his birth defect. We prayed for months and months. Uh, all the time for that and uh, and he didn't get healed in fact he, he died in our arms you know and so sometimes God answers and sometimes God does not answer the way we want but we have to trust him no matter what and if the answer is good so to speak what we like good you know we praise God 
And even if he doesn't answer, something really bad uh, kind of comes through. You've got to praise him anyway through it. And we wouldn't just praise him only for the good and then curse him for the bad or be silent in the bad. We need to pray and praise him through the good and the bad because that's what faithfulness is. It's like marriage. You know, there's good and there's bad in marriage. Uh, when you're married to a sinner, you are going to encounter sinful things and sin sinful stuff in yourself and in your spouse. There's good and there's bad. And you just work with it and you progress through. Anyway, that's kind of stuff. All right, let's get to, let's see, Glenn from North Carolina. Glenn, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, Matt. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Just hanging in there. So what do you got, buddy? Uh, I want to add, uh, just, when people say church ages, okay. uh, all right, I was looking up ages and age in my old uh, okay. English dictionary here. And age is a space of time, a particular period of time distinguished from others. Okay. All right. The church was around, I'm going to use America. Uh, the church was around before America. Yeah, of course, right? yes, it was. That's and correct. Right? It yes. was, America was founded in July 4th, 1776, and yeah. up to this day is still here. Yeah. Ephesians chapter 3, uh, 21, unto him be glory in the church. Okay, hold on. We got we got a break. Okay, we have a break, so we have to get to the break, and just just hold on. We'll get back to that. Okay, hey folks, we'll be right back after these messages. We have four open lines. If you want to give me a call, eight seven seven two zero seven two two seven six. We'll be right back. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hold on. There we go. All right, if you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. Let's get back on with Glenn from North Carolina. Glenn, welcome. You're back on the air. Hey, hey. So my question is, Paul makes a clear distinction here between the church and ages. And what verse? Without end. What Mark? verse would that be? Ephesians 3.21. Okay. He, he says, unto, you, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages. without end. Amen. And what version are you reading? What version of the Bible? I'm reading the King James Version. Yeah, I would... Uh, I wouldn't be using the King James... Uh, because uh, you need a, a more contemporary translation to get a little bit more accurate stuff. And so the word here is us and uh, uh, it means generations. And ages is generally out of the word ionios, and it's not there. So the King James is, is a good Bible, and it's got a lot of history in it. But uh, generally speaking, uh, if you want to use, you know, do more study, it's better to go into um, 
you know, a more modern translation. I use the NESV. Uh, a lot of people now use the ESV, and uh, the, I still believe the a- NESV is better than the ESV, and I got reasons for that. But um, so it, it's uh, you know, it can be in a space of time, and it can mean a circle of time. I'm looking at different things, uh, a race, and uh, it can mean other things like this: ancestors, generations. So let me just look and see how other translations render that because it's just a little bit of information. It kind of helps to know. And it says, uh, ESV says generations. Uh, New King James says, the New King James says generations. RSV generations, LEB generations, NIV generations. Yeah, I would go with generations. So anyway, um, having said that, let's go over your question again. I mean, read the read the whole verse. In the, if you would read the whole verse in the ES in the ESV. In the ESV, the ESV. Let's see. Get over there to it. Uh, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. But then he makes a distinction there too in the church and generations. Well, it just says in the church and in Christ to all generations, to all people in all times. To him be the glory. That's all he's saying is the church is existing in all these generations, all these times. It's not a distinction as yeah, if there's, if there's a contrast. Getting... So, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I mean, either if you use generations or if I use what the King James says, ages, the church is still the same as it's always been. It don't change through generations and through ages. So he's still making a distinction. So my question is, church generations or church ages is not accurate or correct. I see what you're getting at. Okay, Okay, I get it. uh, So where are you getting this that people are saying church ages? Where's that coming from? Or, well, I mean, I've heard it... uh, Dispensational. I'll use that as the seven church age. Okay. Yeah, I. The dispensational position, let's just say, uh, is very dominant, unfortunately, in America. And it presents problems and creates problems that don't need to exist. So, you know, seven dispensations and the like. Uh, so this is one of the problems that that would come up and it kind of when looking at stuff it kind of alters how the text is to be understood and how to be taken now I know that dispensationalists aren't going to like what I'm saying but call me up and we can talk about it so uh, there's only one uh, church as you said that's correct and it's going to be the same from here on out it says to all generations forever and ever that's that's all that's just going on all the generations of people there's only uh, to him as Christ be glory in the church uh, actually I think it's the father uh, and in Christ Jesus to all generations that's all that's going on okay yeah but I mean how can I'm just asking how do they make that work when it makes a clear distinction between the two and, and saying there's seven church ages well they say there's seven church ages I wouldn't go for that. I don't agree with that. I, I just don't believe that's the case. They have to say seven church ages. Then they've got to find ages to make it fit. And, and it's just, it's just not in the Bible. 
know, it's just not there. That's one of the things about dispensationalism. Yeah. To me, it squeezes the scriptures and tries to get as, as much uh, dispensational juice out of it they can. And there's just not much there. So covenant is the way to look at scripture. God works covenantally. Okay. All right. Thank you, Matt. You're welcome. All right. God bless. Hey, folks, I'm going to give you a little bit of a heads up. Um, I'll say this periodically, that we're moving uh, increasingly towards Rumble instead of YouTube. Rumble's not nearly as big as YouTube, but more and more people are going over there because YouTube has a, a branch called the Thought Police, and they don't like uh, us saying certain things. And a lot of conservatives have been penalized. And so more and more people are going over to Rumble. Rumble was started by a guy who saw this and was protesting against it and decided to make his own platform. So if you're interested in going to Rumble, you can do that. Um, you know, I don't know if Laura could type it in, but uh, we need to have a URL to that Rumble uh, on Carm's homepage. And I guess the other thing i got to do is make a, a single page with all social things and all the links so we can just always have that updated but uh that's what we're going to be doing so if you're interested you can go to just rumble forward slash user forward slash karm org and you'll get right to where we are just uh rumble forward slash user uh forward slash karm org c-a-r-m-o-r-g and um that's it and you know i gotta work on a page today someone's gonna remind me to do it i got so many things going on we can figure it out and so we're going to be moving over there so that if uh, if and when the thought police at uh, Google, uh, who owns, uh, YouTube, doesn't like what I say, or other conservatives, we're just going to be moving over there. That, that's all. And we're simulcasting there as well as here on YouTube and in Facebook and in Twitter. Just let you know. All right, so you can go check it out. Check it out. And you can register or not register. And you can support us there, too. Uh, at Rumble too. All right, all right, all right. And uh, let me just say that since I've been saying that kind of stuff, that we stay on the air by your support. If you want to support us, all you got to do is go to karm.org forward slash donate. And um, and for those of you who are waiting for your uh, your end of year tax receipts, I spent hours today working on getting all the information together. And uh, my wife, she puts all the information into QuickBooks. I had to extract it. I finally had to do some really slick Excel stuff to match everything, and now it's ready. All I got to do is one more thing. I got a guy who's going to help me with another program, and we'll get it all sent out hopefully tomorrow. And we'll see. May the Lord bless you. All right. Hey, there we go. We got a break coming up. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. <laughs> All right, sorry. <laughs> we're having fun in the uh, chat room. So I have uh, colored lights behind me and control of my phone, and we're talking, and just people say, try this color, try that color. And someone said, uh, hey, we need Don Ho in the background. <laughs> so uh, he was a Hawaiian singer. All right, we're just having fun. Hey, let's get to Scott from Washington. Scott, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, how you doing, Matt? Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Hey, um, doing, so, so my question is regarding um, Daniel nine, uh, verse twenty-three. 
So if you want to pull that up, I can give you a second to get there to kind of show you what I mean. Okay, um, go ahead. Just let me know when you're, when you're yeah, there. Okay, so Daniel 9.23 uh, says, At the beginning of your supplications, the command went out, and I have come to tell you that you are greatly beloved, etc. This verse seems to imply that, you know, they always say God is outside of time, but this says as soon as Daniel started to pray, boom, the command went out. So it just I just wanted to know your thoughts on this, because it, this is the only verse I've ever come across that really seems to, to almost imply that God is in time, that the command went out in time. You know what I mean? Well, first of all, I don't say that God is outside of time. I never say that. It, like, not anymore. And the reason is because I don't know what outside of time means. It's just a concept that I'm not aware of. Because if you know, what is outside of time? I don't know. So we can't say God is outside of time. What we mean by the statement, though, ultimately is that God relates to time differently than we do, and that's what I say. He just relates to it differently. Now, Jesus, of course, uh, we would say, works within our time reference as we understand time. He's God in flesh. So absolutely God works inside of our time reference. He walked with Adam and Eve uh, in our time reference and through the people. So in Daniel 9.23, at the beginning of your supplications, the command was issued. So yeah, as soon as uh, we prayed, the command was issued. And uh, the angelic work was done, was started. Yeah, so no big deal. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, um, yeah, I think, I think that's it. That's all I had. So, so, so does look, that also allude that, that our prayers can move God to do something or not? Because I've yes. always been under the impression that... Oh, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, it says um, in James 5.16, the effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. So that's what it says right there. Hmm, so, okay. So we can pray. Right, I pray for my daughters every night. I pray for people. I pray for our country. I pray for my wife. We just pray, and, and we do that because God wants us to, and, and he's sovereign through all of it. And uh, I don't know how it all works. But it says the prayer of a righteous man can, and uh, or the supplication, it can say in the Greek, uh, can accomplish much. Okay. Okay. See, and I do the same thing. You know, it's just I pray for my dad's salvation all the time, knowing that he could be the part of the elect or not, and that's the one thing that I wonder if prayer does anything. You know, if you're praying for someone's salvation, if if they aren't the elect, I mean, that's it, right? Yeah, and, and I agree. And so what I do when I pray in that regard, I say, Lord, if they're not elect, please elect them. And what I'm saying is, Lord, I just don't know how it works. I know that election is true, but I don't know how God works his election. And I just don't know. So I pray and I ask God to uh, to save people. And I want to get technical. Lord, if they're not elect, elect them. And that just means I don't know how it works. That's my confession. Okay? Okay. Well, thank you very mm-hmm. much. You're welcome very much. All right. Well, God bless. Okay. All right. Let's get to Dave from North Carolina. Dave, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, Matt. How are you tonight? Oh, doing all right. Hanging in there, man. Hanging in there. What do you got? Good deal. Well, I'm a long-time listener, and I've called you in the past for some advice. It's been a while, but anyway. So finally just wanted to kind of call you and ask for some advice something that's been really I'm going to use the word really oppressed me for a number of years now but especially the last year 
um, kind of pertains to a job. I'll just say this. I worked for a local municipality for over 23 and a half years up until last February. And long story short, just a lot of fraudulent bad things happened to me there. A lot of, um, lack for a better word, blackballing over 10 plus years of trying to get promotion. Um, had, had obvious evidence on the whole situation, took it all the way up to the top, fought it for a solid year, and they did absolutely nothing. So, I kind of made the choice to leave that place last year just to save my mental health, for lack of better words. Um, pretty tough year. Uh, God has blessed me with a, a job and a local uh, school system, to um, which it, it bridges my retirement, thank the Lord, um, okay. back into the state retirement plan. But so I had... I'm, for one thing, I, I just I struggle with, I guess you would just say OCD thoughts, ruminating thoughts, had for a long time and anxiety. But I just feel like Matt that I cannot shake this, and I have thought that I have forgiven them. I have I've done everything, and I, you know I've asked God to grant me that. Um, but I cannot, it, it, you know it's. It's like yesterday was really bad with the devil just battling me. These people got out, Scott, just got mm-hmm. free. Yep. And, you know, to appear now, I have taken a step back in my career. And, it, and it's just, I just don't understand the injustice. You know, I'm, but my so no means question? perfect, but. What's your question? My question is, I just don't understand why God could allow this to happen and what can I do to try to clear this from my mind and my life before it destroys me and my relationship what relationship with who well with my my wife my loved ones okay. because it's it's just okay you know, I just, okay with yeah. your wife and okay uh, so um your wife has nothing to do with this and you need to uh, as a man guard her what happened happened to you, and we men we take uh, we take the brunt, and we we stand against the uh, the tidal wave coming while we're pushing back the bear with one hand and holding back holding our wife in the other hand while we're protecting her, and this is the attitude you got to have, and so you don't let it affect your marriage. You as a man you, you just say this is not going to affect my marriage. And if you're complaining to her about it all the time and you're dragging her down, then that's a problem you have. And you got to realize that right. these things happen, and they happen to us, and God allows it. Uh, trust me, I've got plenty of stories. I've got a story of that was so bad that I was ready to leave Carm as a ministry, okay, because of people who were in control yeah. and did some stuff, and and. It caused an incredible uh, amount of stress, and I believe it shortened my life. I have, that's, that's what I honestly believe. Now, what do I do? Do that's I complain well, about it all? My, on my, my behalf as well. Well, there you go. So what do you do? You lift up the people to the Lord, and you say, Lord, you allowed this to happen for a reason. You take your eyes off of those people in the situation, you put them on the Lord, and you say, what have you got for me to learn?
and then you learn it you figure it out and you move forward and what helps me is to know that there's a reward in heaven God often allows us to go through trials and tribulations for our betterment and a greater reward in heaven. What if you're, you know, they promote you, they give you, they double your salary, give you a company car, you buy a new house. Oh, praise God. God is so good. Now I'm going to praise him. Next year, uh, you get fired and uh, the collection agency is coming after your house. Then you say, God, where are you? Well, the thing is, hey, praise God. Because he has saved us, and that's what we have to look at. And say, Lord, what have you got me right. in this for? What am I to learn? And when you do that, your eyes are on him, and you can learn to forgive those poor people who, the people I'm involved with, it doesn't apply to them, but you know, the unbelievers in your situation, those poor people who are on the way to hell. I mean, they had judgment. Yeah, and you you see them in you know in that judgment, if we do, I'm not saying that's how it works, you're not going to be thinking about uh, this situation here. You're going to be uh, in remorse. Uh, maybe you should have done more, been kinder to them more. Maybe. I'm not putting guilt on you. I'm just saying, in the contrast. No, I, I think I should have been. I, got, I became very bitter towards the end, but it was, you know, and, and you know, okay, liberal, liberal ran, like most municipalities and uh, government agencies are now, but um, yes, oh gosh. Oh, yeah, there's corruption all over the place. You know, People get in for yeah. Three uh-huh. and a half years of, of my life. Yeah, I know. That I just feel, man, man. Well, look, we got a break coming up, but uh, you need to talk to some people. I, I would write about it, just a small journal, what you think and what you pray through, and work through it that way. You'd be surprised. And trust your wife. Ask her for advice, but don't drag her under the bus with you. Okay. Okay, buddy. Yes, sir. Call back later, Matt. All right, man. God bless. Hey, folks. We'll be right back after these messages. Dory, thankfully, she met Smile Train. It's Matt's Mike Live. Here we go. Wow. Someone's panicking. All right. Hey, let's get on the air with Jonathan from Texas. Hey, Jonathan, welcome. You're on the air, man. Jonathan, I got the button clicked. I'm waiting for you. Jonathan. Oh, I'm not hearing him. Let's see. Hope there's not a phone problem. That does happen sometime. Okay. All right. All right. Well, let's see. Uh, Jonathan, can you hear me? All right. Don't even know if we're on the air. We had a little bit of glitch there, so I'm kind of confused what's going on. We should be. Had a little bit of an issue there. Okay. You know, it happens. Tech stuff happens. Jonathan from Texas. Are you there, buddy? Can you hear me? Okay, I don't hear him. I'm going to put him on hold for a little bit. I'm going to get to some of the emails that we've got here. Let's see. I understand John 858 is Jesus claiming that he is God because he uses the same statement of I am that God claimed. Yes, that's correct. And uh, I'm having trouble understanding the grammar aspect of it. I'm under... I'm wondering why the text doesn't say before Abraham was I am. It does exactly what it says. Uh, instead of jumping to the I am. What? Was I am I am instead of jumping to the I am. I think what he's trying to say. Uh, now the question doesn't quite make sense. Uh, I'm not sure if someone's listening to me talk about that. But um, 
what the Greek says is before Abraham was I am that's all what he's doing it was uh, just claiming that divine title for himself so Jesus was uh, definitely asserting his own deity at that spot that's what's going on there and a lot of uh, people will deny it they'll do whatever they can to try and deny who Christ really is and so that's it you know that that's it so I'm not sure what the if that answers the question or not but that's what is going on let's get back to Jonathan see if he's on hey Jonathan are you there I don't hear him so maybe Jonathan can call back hey oh I heard a noise Jonathan are you there no nope. okay we'll hang up on him he can call right back then because not hearing him let's see is there a parable that expresses God sees how far we've come grown in our spiritual walk um, I can't think of one the prodigal son could be used uh, in that in there's an aspect in the prodigal son where the son progresses through a, 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 some stages of repentance and what we're talking about here is as the son he's he squanders everything and then he realizes he's in trouble because of his choices and then what he wants to do is go back to his father's house and be a servant and at least as a servant he can eat so that's what he's saying that's not true repentance that's trying to still survive on your own depending on your ability to work because he had done some great evil uh, to his his family and to the Lord and so later what we see is a spiritual progression when he finally gets to see his father and he says uh, I'm no longer to be called really to be called your son and uh, so there's a, a, a new condition there where he's even more remorseful so people can uh, at least in the unbeliever sense I see that uh, there but as far as other parables I don't know there's some parables uh, that uh, sees how far we've come in our uh, no, I don't know I don't think so she's how far we've come in our spiritual walks I wouldn't say so I wouldn't say so but maybe you know I'm just not looking at it that way all right let's try this uh, let's see I've been ministering to a Muslim on your Islam forum good he is posting a lot of videos that I'm questioning if it is wise to give the Muslims this opportunity to spread their propaganda your responsibility is to protect the lambs I was also ministering to a former Christian who converted to Judaism I don't think he was influenced by your forum but any new believer that ventures into these hot spots can be led astray as you do have enough qualified do not have enough qualified people in there to count counter the errors I would suggest that you perfectly consider removing the world religion section replace it with articles instead of compare Christianity with those religions um, that's an interesting uh, issue because uh, yeah it's an interesting issue we you know we need to have you know, there's so many things I wish I could train people on how to do this so that they get into forums not only on the CARM forums but other forums and they could do what's needed and you know I'm thinking different things here let me just think out loud because it's things like this that caused me to to analyze to think through you know adapt I have uh, a document on on word that I've been working off and on for years and it's on Islam and it's, it's a word outline and it's uh, I don't know 160 pages or something like that or maybe it's 80 or 90 I don't know I'll open it up and see but I have uh, lots of outlines and what I'm, I'm thinking what might be a good idea 
excuse me, woo, a good idea might be to convert it to uh, either one or, or several uh, documents, HTML documents, and then uh, release it so that people can then use what's there in order to witness more effectively. So, uh, and Bill says, you know, I'm training people every day, and that's, that is one of the things I want to do. In fact, I mean, got a couple of things. One of the things I actually want to do is have uh, people fly in from different places and come here to Boise, Idaho area, and I train them for a week. And I mean, I train them uh, probably four to five hours a day. And then uh, we just have fun in the evenings. And then uh, they have to take a test. And if they pass, they pass. If they don't, they don't. And they get a little CARM certificate. It's not accredited or anything like that, but it's just something where I could teach them. And uh, Or we could do it in Salt Lake City because I have a, some Mormon experts down there who uh, could talk about that. But I talk about Mormonism too. But I'm just thinking out loud. So I don't know if people would be interested in participating in something like that because I could probably arrange a church location where people could come in and meet and uh, then just train them. And what I'd like to do is train them to train others in their churches. Now that's one of the thought I've been having, and the other one is to actually have seminars where churches just sign up and I teach them, and uh, just teach them how to witness, teach them how to do stuff. Now, that Those are options, because then it could be live and questions can come in. I can do videos, and that's what I want to do also, and people can go through videos and learn from that. But, you know, I don't know how many people are interested in something like that, but I am, uh, you know, I'm curious if the people are interested. I don't know. You give me some feedback on that. Let's get to Glenn from North Carolina, I think it is. Yeah, Glenn, welcome. You're on the air. Yeah, it's my second time talking to you. I talked to you all go. Okay. Uh, uh, the King James Bible, you recommend me get another one? Or mm -hmm. I was going to ask you, what is your opinion on the Reformation Study Bible by R.C. Sproul, ESV? Good stuff. Oh, yeah. The ESV is a very good translation, and the, uh, the Reformation Study Bible, very good. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Good right. I appreciate it. Okay. That's it? <laughs> well, I mean, I just wanted your opinion. I mean, you you recommended using another Bible. I grew yeah. up in a dispensational teaching church, and I've always used the King James. Yeah, King James is, is a good Bible. It's just that when you want to do serious study, the King James isn't what you want to go to. Unless you know how to find the problems, can recognize them and correct them. So let me show you an example of something. Okay, we've got nobody winning. I'll show you. This is uh, Titus 2.13. And uh, I'm going to read it in the King James. I'm going to focus on the last part. And you'll see what I'm getting at here. Looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. So it says the appearing of our great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. So now what that implies in the King James is that God and Savior are different. That there's God like God the Father and Jesus the Savior. That's what it's implying. Now I'm going to show you something. This is what the NESB says. It says uh, looking for the appearing of our, the glory of our great God and Savior, Christ Jesus. Now that is saying that God and Savior are one of the same and it's applying to Jesus. Now, which is correct? Yeah. Well, the King James is not correct because it violates what's called the Granville-Sharp rule. The Granville-Sharp rule was developed in the 1800s where a guy started seeing something in the Greek 
I forgot his name, Granville and or Sharp, two guys. And they went through, well, one guy did at any rate, and he went through and found every single instance in the Greek New Testament where the definite article, the word the, precedes two nouns that are separated by the word and. So, the God and Savior. Okay, the athlete and man. The dog and friend. So whenever you have the and a noun, and then the and and a noun, the two nouns refer to the same thing. It's called the Granville-Sharp rule. Been well established, and it was learned in the 1800s. As someone went through the Greek and, and figured out this rule. And so scholars have looked at it. Some people say it's not true, but it is. I've seen the alleged refutations. It doesn't work. And I, I did a study on this as well. Okay, so the King James was translated in the 1600s, a couple hundred years before the Granville Sharp Rule was developed. So that's why it does Titus 2.13 the way it does. And the correct translation is in the NASB. There's just one example. Yeah. Okay? And so the ESV, for example, uh, says uh, a great God and Savior. The uh, and it's either great God and our saviors in the King James. The new King James says great God and Savior, our great God and Savior. So it corrects the new King James. So it, it, the scholars yeah. are aware of this. So that's just one issue. Let me do one more because we've got nobody waiting. I'm going to show you Romans 5.18. To me, it's one of my favorite verses in the Bible, and there's a theological reason. I won't be able to get into it now. But this is what uh, the King James says. All right. Therefore, as by the offense, the one judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. Well, that's not what it says. What it literally says is, through one transgression, there resulted condemnation to all men, even so, through one act of righteousness, there resulted justification of life to all men. The King James adds, the free gift it's not in the Greek. Charis, uh, Doron is not there in the Greek. And so what it did was, and I can get into this a bit, but I won't, uh, because of what it says and the problem it presents, if you don't understand biblical theology, then the King James translators altered the, the, uh, the text in the English to make it suit what they wanted to. Okay? So yeah. the King James yeah, is so fine. The King James is fine unless you don't know where the problems are. That's why I say go with a modern translation. The ESV is very good, and the uh, uh, the NASB, I, I use the NASB. That's just me. So, okay. Well, is that the scripture they, they say, well, grace is a free gift? A free gift? I'm sorry. It is a free gift, but the Greek doesn't say that. It's the fact... I can go in and I can explain why Romans 5.18 is what it is and why it's difficult to translate. But once you understand the theology that it's teaching, then it makes sense. I don't have time to do it right now because we don't have time. But I've written about this and I've taught on it for years. And the ESV messes it up a little bit. Okay, The ESV says that one trespass led to condemnation for all men. So also one act of righteousness leads to justification of life for all men. And because of that, I don't use the ESV. And there's reasons. I have a good okay. reason for this, a very important reason. So, okay. Anyway, we're out of time, buddy. All right. 
All right, man. God bless. Hey, boy, that was fun. Uh, I've got people scratching their heads about Bible translations now, don't I? Hey, may the Lord bless you, and by His grace, back on here tomorrow. Remember, tonight, in two hours, I'll be on Clubhouse answering questions. God bless everybody. Another program powered by the Truth Network.